I am your host, Darius Velasquez, and you're listening to The Melancholy Condition. Welcome to Season 2. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps that people like to listen? How do I make money from podcasts? The answer to every single one of these questions is pretty simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. And best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. And that means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. The reason why I love Anchor is just because it's easy. It's simple. It's on my phone. I don't use any exterior hardware. I don't got to do anything really, but just pick up my phone, open the Anchor app, press record, invite my guests, and boom, you have the melancholy condition. So if you want to start your podcast, do so today. Go to anchor.fm. another episode of the melancholy condition i'm your host as usual Darius vlaskis and i have the wonderful matt labrie did i say that right you most definitely did awesome matt go ahead and introduce yourself brother what is going on everyone first and foremost i want to say thank you for the opportunity to be here with you today i'm super Dude, grateful absolutely. for that you know i'm definitely grateful for that so before i say anything else let me just get that across thank you again my name is Matt Labrie, born and raised in New Yorker, 26-year-old, formerly worked with Damon John of ABC Shark Tank, currently traveling the country, speaking at colleges, universities, organizations, corporations alike. I am a hustler, I am a go-getter, and I am here to serve you today. Woo! That was a powerful intro, bro. <laughs> Killed it. Straight up. Awesome, man. Awesome. So, um, we talked a little briefly. We kind of had um you know some words to exchange with each other tell me a little bit about like so as for the listeners to kind of inform them inform them um it sounds like from what you've told me you've done a lot like a grip of things before you were even in your 20s for certain yeah man 100 percent. and you want to know what like i'm blessed with um, you know i can't i can't take credit for every opportunity i've ever had you know i'm just fortunate enough to have been surrounded by individuals and aligned myself with individuals who were creating opportunities for themselves and saw value in what I could provide them. And right then and there, you know, what it comes down to is the fact that I was able to be a value add to their life and their projects and, you know, their ventures and things of that nature, which has really supplemented my growth. So let um, one quick question. I've been meaning to ask you this and I didn't. At an 18 year old, not a lot of kids have their head on straight, right? I can say, I can, you know, vouch for myself at least. You know, I did a lot of interesting things when I was 18. You know, I wanted to be an actor, I wanted to be a model. I, by the time I was 14, is whenever I did my first, you know, actor's model showcase. Um, as for you, what kind of geared you into the direction you started heading in? And then also, if you don't mind, kind of inform everybody on some of the things you told me about yourself of what you kind of accomplished by that time. 
Yeah, for sure, man. You know, I, at 17 years old is when uh, I lost my dream. So I'll start off by saying that before giving everyone the highlights. You know, at 17 years old, I was a senior in college. Uh, sorry, senior in college. You hear me? Senior yeah. in high school. <laughs> I wish I was a senior in college. You were a young 17. freshman, boy. <laughs> you know, I, I was a senior in high school and uh, I lost my dream of playing professional sports due to a tragic shoulder injury uh, while on the pitchers. And what that did was totally derail um, my plan. And you want to know the problem was I only had one plan. I only had plan A. Plan A was to go to college for baseball and basketball or, or just baseball. And you want to know what? After I tore my labrum in my shoulder, I had the surgery. I went through the physical therapy and I, I straight up quit on my dream, man. And there's no way to sugarcoat that. Uh, I, I don't want to say, I, you know, I don't want to sit here and say I regret it. But at the same time, what I do want to say is like, that was my love, you know, that, that yeah. was my love right there. That was what I knew. That is what I grew up playing. That is what I grew up doing. And, you know, it, it was all gone in the blink of an eye. But at the same time, what, what that did to me, and I didn't see it happening at the time, because when you're 17, like you said, 17, 18 years old, you really don't have that mindset, you know? And now when I look back, what, what I see now is how that opportunity completely shaped my life for what it has became and what it's becoming still today. Mm -hmm. And what that was, you know, it, it really pushed me down the, the route of business. And I was fortunate enough, like I said, I was surrounded by some amazing individuals. A lot of these amazing individuals were just older people. Um, you know, I don't want to say they were, they're freaking old because they're yeah. not. At the, <laughs> I, at, at the time, they're 22, you know, 23, 24 years old. And I'm hanging around them and I'm, I'm definitely blessed because they blessed me with opportunities. And one of the opportunities was to be able to monetize my personal brand. And I remember I promoted, uh, I was in the nightlife industry and I've worked with the likes of 50 Cent, Fetty Wap, Jadakiss, Fat Joe, Ja Rule, you name it. I pretty much worked with all these people and, you know, blessed the opportunities right there. And I remember I had the opportunity, I was turning 17. So I was going from 16 to 17 years old. And an older gentleman that I know gave me the opportunity to promote a party. Now, mm -hmm. I was going to be getting paid per person that said my name at the door. So I promoted my, my birthday party. Now, I promoted that it was my 18th birthday. And it wasn't. It was my 17th birthday. <laughs> and you want to know what, ma'am? I, I didn't even show up to the club. What? But I didn't even show up to the club. And the craziest part is... The next day I get a call from the individual that I was working with on that party. And he said, Matt, uh, let me know what, when you're around, I have an envelope for you. And I'm like, an envelope of what, dude? And he was like, uh, of money. You earned some money. You worked and you, you made money. And I said, okay, cool. And I went, and I remember I literally just got my car. I just got my license, you know, 17 years old. You could finally drive in New York. And I drive to his house and I'm whipping it windows down. You know, it's October, so it's kind of cold. It's kind of yeah. hot, but you just got a new car, so it's, you're it's chilling. It's perfect, though. It's enough to make you feel all right. Yeah, and I pull up to his house. We're talking. You know, we I pull away. I open the envelope, and I made $277. Wow, okay. And, and that was the start of it, man. Mm -hmm. That was the start of it, you know. And from 17 to 24, I did this, except for the fact that from maybe 18 to 19, actually from 17 to maybe 18 and a half, 19, let's just call it 19 for the sake of it, I was making money based off the amount of people that were saying my name at the door. Then what happened was I became a partner on parties and I was starting to get paid a salary and, you know, things, things were coming about, but in regards to having a mindset, you know, I was kind of forced into it. I, I never, I didn't wake up one day and say, Oh, I'm going to become the, the mastermind of this huge operation in nightlife because that's not what it was. Yeah. You know, 
But at the same time, after getting that one envelope and that one, you know, that that payment of $277, that was the first time I ever made money in my life, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, for sure. And from and from there, man, it was all history. So wow, that's that's crazy, man. So like what what proceeded after that? After getting into this, like kind of informed the listeners, I guess, and even myself, because I still got some questions about what kind of how did the course of events play out to put you where you're at now to kind of that made you as insightful as the, you know, the conversation that we had prior to this. hundred percent, a hundred percent, you know, so from, from there, you know, I, I graduated high school and, you know, the, the only thing was, you know, I only planned to go to college to play sports. Yeah. So I, I was still destined to go to college. I still wanted to go to college. I still wanted to learn. You know, I definitely wanted to further my education. But at the same time, what happened was every college that I talked to did not want to talk to me after I stopped playing sports. Co- um, college scholarships were revoked off the table because of that. And though they were preliminary. You know, we were in early stages of those talks. But still, like, I lost everything, dude. So what happened was I ended up in community college, which isn't a bad thing. I think community college is a great place to start, especially if you do not know what you want to do. I just couldn't, I just couldn't get into any other college. So that's where I ended up. And dude, I had horrible grades my entire life. And as I mentioned to you, I got kicked out of two high schools. So, you know, I, I was not good academically. And, you know, that brought me to a point where I'm in community college and, um, I'm hustling, I'm working multiple jobs and I'm starting to see the money accumulate. And I'm like, all right, this is, this is some cool stuff. And from there, you know, I I got a little bit too money hungry, you know, Mm -hmm. and as I explained to you prior, prior to recording this, you know, I I definitely want to be really vulnerable and let people know that life is never always, or life was never always peaches and cream for me. You know, I, uh, on top of losing my dream at 17 years old, my parents were divorced you know, I was, like I mentioned, I was never good academically. I faced getting kicked out of high school and things of that nature. But what was happening was money was becoming a short-term fix for the pain that I faced in life. You know, I was able to uh, acquire the material items, right? I was able to get the cars I wanted, the clothes I wanted. And in exchange, I was able to get the girls I wanted, right? Yeah, like yeah. Th- things were happening that were masking the pain, you know? And whenever you're wearing a mask, you're, you're really not your authentic self. And it took a while for me to realize this. And it took a while for reality to freaking hit me right in the face and make me take the mask off. And from there, man, you know, like I said, I was hustling. I was working four jobs on top of monetizing my personal brand. And next thing you know, boom, I failed out of college. And that was really the reality hit. You know, that was the reality check or however you want to refer to it as. And from there, you know, I I was kind of lost. I, I definitely felt lost at that point in my life you know, someone that's making a lot of money at, at their age. And then all of a sudden they're, they're out of college. And I, I didn't understand why I was out of college, you know, so obviously, wait. go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's okay. Um, so even though you were making a lot of money, the drop, like, because your grades weren't adequate, is that what happened? Like, what, how, why, how'd you get kicked out of this college? Or how'd you, yeah, why'd you drop out? Did it, was it like a, a personal thing? Did you just feel too stressed? Like what, what happened? So I, I wish I dropped out. I got kicked out, man. I was on academic probation. And what happened was, uh, you know, I'll backtrack a little. I went to private school my entire life. Yeah. From, ele- from elementary school to high school, I was always in a private school. Now, in college, if you cut a class, they don't call mommy and daddy and say, hey, your son's not in class. 
you know, in, mm-hmm. in high school and elementary school, they do that. So I, I never had the opportunity to ever cut until I was in college. And I got a little trigger happy, you know, there were, there were times my, <laughs> you know, there were times my boys were, they had different class schedules. They went to different colleges and they were like, yo, we're going to the park to play basketball. I'm like, oh, I can miss sociology. I don't need sociology anyway. Yeah. But listen, you, you miss sociology four times. You, you failed the class. So they, you, you got dropped. Basically I, got, I got dropped. And because of the fact that when you get, um, when you get, uh, X amount of drops at the college I was at, it's considered an academic uh, infringement. So I was on academic probation and, you know, I was out of school for, I think, a full year, like a, uh, full, a, a full academic year, okay. which really hurt. That yeah, really, really yeah. hurt. And by the time I was able to get back into college, which was a year after, I was only allowed to take three credits per semester. Dang. So, so that's one class. Yeah. That's literally one class, man. But yeah, that, that's essentially how that happened. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So what are some of the realizations that hit you? Like, all right, you get dropped from school, you get kicked, you still got a decent head on your shoulder and you're still making some pretty good money because you're working, right? Yeah. What, what, sure. what, what hit you? What made you like, cause I know some people, you know, that would happen to, and they're just like, Oh, well, I don't need college anyways. You know what I mean? You kind of get a little bit of a, a cocky head on your shoulder, but something you noticed something different. What was it? You know what, man? I, if I told you that I noticed it right away, I'd be lying to you. So I'm not here to lie. I'm going to keep it real. I didn't notice it right away. Uh-huh. You know, uh, I don't want to say I was cocky in the sense that uh, I, I didn't I didn't feel like I needed college because I definitely did feel like I needed college. I just didn't know what I wanted to do in college. You know, mm. I was... I was studying to become a gym teacher because a gym teacher at my high school had these nice Cuban link chains and these nice Rolex, (laughs) uh, you know, these Rolex watches and diamond rings. And, you know, I wasn't smart enough or developed enough at the time to realize that he wasn't making the money to do and acquire these things as a gym teacher. He owned a nightclub in Miami. That's how he was getting the money to do it. You know, so so your gym teacher wore diamond rings. Diamond rings, diamond Rolexes, what? Cuban links. He's a boss, bro. He's bro! a boss. I'm sorry, I have to giggle at that, bro. I would not. No, nah, he's a boss, man. To the gym. Yeah. Guess, you know, to the gym is different, but to teach some kids, man, this guy was flossing on you guys. He was right, flossing, so... man. <laughs> so go on, go on. So tell me a little bit more. You know, you you drop out of school and something just isn't right, right? Yeah. Kind of some, you're just noticing. You're like something. Something isn't going on right here. I don't feel too good. A hundred percent. And you know what, what it started to come down to, like I said, I didn't realize this right away, but what it came down to was I just felt like I wasn't going to get where I wanted to get doing what I was doing. First of all, first of all, you know, I'm 19, 20, I definitely wasn't 21. I was either 19 or 20 at the time. And, you know, I was working almost 24 hours some days, which Mm -hmm. is which is crazy. You know, anyone that works crazy shifts like that, like I commend them because I don't know how I was doing it. And, <laughs> you know, like on a Friday and Saturday night when I was throwing parties, you know, we, we had parties, but I was also doing other, other jobs too. Like I was working in a gym. I was delivering for a local restaurant. I was picking up food for my buddy's uh, restaurant and like getting him his supplies in the morning. Like, dude, I was doing so much. And it just hit me one day and I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm burning out. You know, I, I literally felt physically and mentally burned out. And I said to myself, what is it going to take for me to get to the level I want to get to? 
you know, and I'm not even talking about financially, right? I'm talking about uh, a level of stability, a level of clarity, a level of peace, a level of joy, a level of happiness, fulfillment, whatever the case was. And I just knew that doing what I was doing at that moment had, you know, something had to change. And, you know, a lot of us are always expecting changes to happen, but we don't necessarily want to change ourselves. So I wasn't changing myself and I was expecting things to change, but then it hit me and I was just like, you know what, the change has to happen. And uh, I went back to college, you know, I was allowed back in college. Like I said, I was able to take one class a semester for my first semester back. After that, I was allowed to take nine, uh, nine, nine credits, which was three classes and, you know, from there, I, I just started to improve, you know, I started to improve my life academically. And I finally got myself out of community college after four years, took me four years to graduate with a two year degree. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I remember, this is where my story, this is where like my life really started to pick up in a, a positive direction. And, you know, people that might be listening right now, they might be thinking, well, dude, you were making money, things were positive. And yeah, at a point they were, but in regards to um, my my human wholeness is what I'm going to refer to yeah, it as. I don't, yeah. You know, that is when um, things really started to happen. And I remember I sat down with an advisor and I was looking to go to a four-year college. And there's, there's this college in New York called Baruch College. It's a, it's a city university of New York. And it's, it's the city university that's known for business, man. And I wanted to be a business student. You know, I finally got that clarity. I knew that I wanted to be uh, an entrepreneur of some sort being my own boss, creating my own life, you know, and I'm very big on the Peter Drucker quote, um, the best way to predict the future is to create it. Like I was all for that. And the advisor looks at me, he goes, no, I don't think you should go to Baruch. I think you should go to York College. And I look at him and I'm like, York what? Like, I've never even heard of this place, man. Like, Uh you know, it's a place I've never heard of. And I I remember him, it's in Queens, man. It's in Queens. It's, um, it's, it's a cool spot. It's, it's, you know, now that, that's my alma mater. So of course I'm going to talk good about it now. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, at first I, I went there and it's in South Jamaica, Queens. Have you ever heard of 50 Cent or Lloyd Banks or, yeah, 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 you know, th- that's where these guys are from, man. You know, South Jamaica, Queens, it's right there. It's right, you know, uh, definitely not a neighborhood that I grew up in. Definitely um, a little bit out of my element, but that's fine, right? Because listen, yeah. you, you got to be able to taste cultures to be able to grow. And I didn't necessarily think that at first, but listen, I knew I wanted to go to a four-year school. So I said I was going to give it a try. And that's exactly what I did. I gave it a try. And you want to know what? It was probably the best decision I've ever made in my life um, in, in regards to my personal growth. Because what happened there was my academics picked up tremendously. I actually graduated with Dean's List honors. I think I had Dean's List honors wow. like uh, four semesters in a row. I think I was there for five semesters. I, I nailed that four semesters in a row. So a kid that failed out of college, next thing you know, he's on the complete opposite end of the spectrum by getting, you know, some Dean's List recognition. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That, and that's, you know, that's a humbling story, being able to say that you came from that end. Because it, you know, it shows a, a good sense of a uh, work ethic. Now, you said you worked with under, under Damon John, right? 100% I did. Okay. So tell me a little bit about that. Like, what's, what kind of, what was the timeline there? What happened? So this actually happened at your college, man. You know, this is all falling into place here pretty beautifully on this show. Um, (laughs) You know, so I, I, like I said, man, things were just changing for me while I was in college. And uh, I realized that I I needed more. You know, I always was striving for more and I still am today. And I'm hungry, dude. I'm hungry. That's the perfect word to describe it. I'm hungry. And 
I remember I was on spring break in the Dominican Republic with uh, two of my boys and we were chilling on the beach, just literally chilling, man. And I remember I get a phone call and it pops up on my iPhone and it says CUNY York College. And I look Mm -hmm. at my phone and I say, what the hell are they calling me for? I know I paid my damn tuition. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm trying, like I paid my tuition myself, so I know I paid it. And I was like, you know what? I know Verizon's going to hit me with some crazy overage charges right now, but I'm answering and I'm going to do this anyway. And I, I answered the phone and they're like, hey, Matthew, would you like to meet Damon John? And I remember I paused for a good five to ten seconds because the woman How on the long, other. OK, so what year was this? First of all, this had to have been 2016. OK, this had so to Shark have been Tank was established. Oh, yes, 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 yes. For sure. For sure. Shark Tank's been around probably 10 years i think they're on their 10th season so it's definitely been established and uh i you know i paused for like five to ten seconds and i was like of course i want to meet him you know and the reason why i had the opportunity and why i was getting that phone call was because i took on a leadership role as the president of the entrepreneurship club there so i was one of three students who was able to meet damon and i was the last person to shake his hand in the green room before he went on stage and I remember him looking at me and he goes, what the hell do they teach you here? How to break people's hands. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was good vibes off the bat. You know, like I, I'm a six foot five dude. Damon's, uh, Damon's not even six foot. So, you know, I, oh, I, geez, I, I, I guess I used a little bit of force on him. I definitely didn't mean to, but, um, you know, I scared him a little. <laughs> but, but, you know, like I said earlier, man, I had a five minute conversation with him. And by the end of it, I said, Damon, I'm going to work for you. And... He literally, straight up, I straight up said it. He he admits the story all the time, man. And I I remember he just looked at me like I had 10 heads. And (laughs) I was like, okay, that didn't go as good as I wanted it to, you know, but. um, You're like, oh, did I say that right? Hold on. Exactly. (laughs) And, um, you know, he, he was doing a fireside chat at my school to promote one of his books called The Power of Broke. And. After the event, uh, I had my mentor there. We were just sitting in separate sections because my mentor wasn't a student. I was a student. You know, I was closer to the stage. And me and my mentor met up in the middle of the theater. And we were like the last two out. But as we were going out, we saw a gentleman by the name of George. Now, this is how crazy networking is, man. So anyone listening, make sure you are networking in some shape or form. This gentleman, George, I personally couldn't put an ID to him, right? Like I didn't know him that well, but I knew him. And my buddy, Phil, my mentor, Phil, that was with me just so happened to know George. So we met up with George outside of the theater and we're talking and lo and behold, George works for Damon John, just like that. There it goes. And within two months, exactly, man. Within two months, man, I was working with Damon. It was quite an experience. So what was it like whenever you 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 uh you went back and you know you start working for him? He's like, wait a minute, I know that face. You yeah, that man. Thing, you know what I mean? How did that play out? It it was cool. It was definitely cool. You know, he definitely. Um, I'm glad because he he recognized me. You know, and he yeah. has a he has a very small company, but I started out as an intern, and I, I was fortunate for the opportunity, man. He he definitely knew who I was which made me stand out from the group that I was with. And I was with some kick-ass students, dude. Like, mm-hmm. I, I didn't know that I was going to get hired, you know, because I am i don't want to say I'm competing, but at the same time, I am. You know, the, the people I was working and interning with at the time, they're my friends. But at the same time, like, 
I'm trying to get a job and they're trying to get a job, you know, so there's a little competition there. But of course, regardless, you know, to, to get back to your question, Damon, uh, he recognized me, man. He definitely recognized me. Um, we weren't buddy, buddy. But at the same time, you know, I was like one intern at the time that was invited to a Christmas party, you know, so like the things were definitely cool. I definitely had some leeway and, you know, it transitioned into employment. Okay. And, you know, back on your note with like the competition, man, I think that's with everywhere, bro. You know, you you have some people, you know, you work for a company, whether it be a a part time job, anybody that's on part time or even internship you're secretly competing to try to be, you know, the better employee because you will know you some, it'd be beneficial if you became a manager, if you became, you know what I mean? Things like that. So I think sometimes even that's healthy in the, you know what I mean? In yeah, no, I agree with the man. business world, but that's also on that very same note is why I don't like to have too many friends inside the workplace, because if these are the people that you go spend time with outside of work, it makes things awkward. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more <laughs> with you. So tell me kind of what goes on after this. You start working with Damon, right? You start, you know, getting in the groove of things and you're liking where things are going. And then um, you shared with me that you weren't happy, right? Yeah. You, weren't, you were great. Things were awesome. Things were looking up. But then you kind of hit this, like, you pumped the brakes for a minute and said, hold on, this isn't really what I've wanted. Yeah. What nope. kind of, what was going through your head at that point? You know, like you said, man, things were great. You know, I was I was pretty much in a new role, right? The, his company is so small that no one has the same title. So you're very unique and you're very valuable to the team. And I was managing all of his content in regards to the stuff, um, in, in regards to video production and podcast and book releases yeah. and things of that nature. So it was really, really cool, man. It was a great experience. And you want to know what? I was mentored by an individual that I look up to. And I'm, I'm just fortunate for the experience in general. And then this summer, summer of 2018, I was in Europe for 15 days and I had a nice little break. And I remember, man, I, I felt I felt the growth happening to me while I was away. Like the growth was happening, man. I was exposed to new cultures. I was exposed to just new ideas and new people and just everything, man. It, it was coming full spectrum. And you want to know what? I got home. Um, back in New York and dude it was like something was eating at me like seriously it was like something was eating at me and hindsight man yo it it was my intuition it was my gut my hindsight whatever you want to refer to it as dude and you want to know the thing that I that I was hurt by the most was the fact that I was trying to fight it off you know I was trying to what 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 kind of things you start seeing man What, what happened Dude, I can keep it so real. I, I literally remember this. This is how I made the decision. I woke up at 3 a.m. one morning, and the first thing to cr- that crossed my mind that morning when I woke up at 3 a.m. was to quit my job. Why? Like, what, what were you thinking? You know what? It was just like I felt like I was, I was plateauing. I felt, like my, okay. I felt like my skills weren't being utilized, and when your skills aren't being utilized, your skills deteriorate. You know, if your skills aren't, if they're not being tested, if they're not being pushed to their limits, you know, or past their limits, you're going to, you're going to take steps back. And who wants yeah, to, yeah, yeah. you know, who wants to take steps back in life? You know, a, a, a lot of people will say, oh, you were working with Damon. How could you be taking steps back? Well, you know, I'm telling you from my personal experience, I'm not saying anyone else that works there, but just me in general, I felt like I was taking steps back. And that's, so, that's not the route I wanted to go. 
I think a lot of that comes from is like you knew you had you have a vision, right? You had an idea of where you want where you see yourself in life. Now, not everybody has that. Not everybody can see themselves as, you know, the richest guy in America. Not everybody can see themselves as the next uh, science that comes up with uh, the term of how to calm yourself down and, you know, win at life. You know what I mean? Like everybody has these, I guess you could say, premonitions of what they want to be. But not everybody really acts on those, right? So, like, you have some people that are good at something, but they never think, oh, this could be monetized, and I can make a lot more money than what I'm doing over during my day job. Um, So what do you think, I guess, as advice to someone else? they're, They're starting to feel what you felt, right? They're starting to see, okay, something isn't right here. I know I'm capable of these things. And obviously you took the probably most extreme route where you woke up and was like, all right, I'm quitting. It's done. Not many people have the balls to do that. Not many people are willing to just jump shit. You know what I'm saying? So what kind of advice would you give someone that's kind of heading down that same path that they just don't know what to do? You got to find the courage straight up. Like the, the one thing that was in my mind this whole time was that I needed to be happy. Right. I, I don't know about anyone else, but I'm only alive one time, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I only have one go at what we're doing right now. And if I'm not going to make the most of it, if I'm not going to face the fear of going up to Damon John and saying, Damon, I'm sorry, and explaining how I felt and telling him that I had to leave his company on respectful, on respectable terms. You know, like, to me, I was scared as hell to have that conversation, man. Like, yeah. I was scared as hell not, or scared as hell knowing that I might not have an income. You know, like, Mm-hmm. dude mm-hmm. like trust me like these these things are something i live through so anyone that's listening and that feels like they're in this position just just know that nothing great will come about in a in an area of comfort in your comfort zone you cannot expect to achieve extraordinary results like they just don't mix they're they're like oil and, and water you know like they, they don't mix well and with that said, it's just like, listen, you got to take baby steps towards these actions. You know, if you're looking to quit your job, I'm not saying do what I did. I actually would not suggest it. I would say plan accordingly. And I thought okay. I, I thought I planned accordingly. I, I kind of did, you know, I, def- <laughs> I kind of did. I definitely didn't do it in an optimized way, but I would say plan accordingly. I would even say, listen, if you're trying to do something entrepreneurial, start where you are in regards to, you know, keep your job for, for a little bit until, until maybe you get a client or two or whatever the case is to make sure you stay on your toes. And, you know, it's just like, you got to put one foot in front of the other, take baby steps and getting at it. You know, you don't want to be in in this fear of failure phase and this fear of, um, you know, like leaving your comfort zone. You you just got to get after it. So tell me what happened after you told Damon you quit after you left the job. What what was obviously, you know, you said you were kind of you were scared, you know, you didn't have an income. You may have had some money saved. What happened? What what did you do to start getting okay, you know, something's catching traction. Whatever it is, you know, you said you you travel the country and you speak a lot, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. So like what happened from the period of uncertainty to now? What what, what did you start putting into play? What practices did you start taking care of? Obviously, hanging around someone as, you know, influential as Damon John, you probably learned something, right? You probably 
picked up on some tactics here and there. But share with the listeners what you kind of started doing. So just in case, you know, in the event someone ha- right now, they're like, I'm going to quit tomorrow. I know I want to do this. What am I about to do about it? You know what I mean? Because not a lot. I don't think a lot of people strategically plan things out. But if they do, I don't know, maybe kind of share share with something that you kind of. Yeah, no, for, for sure, man. Uh, you know, I think the, the first month that I that I left Damon, I was really fortunate because I had a very busy month. You know, I went, I went to a Tony Robbins Unleashing the Power Within Summit, which was completely mind blowing and empowering. So I felt like I was on top of the world. You know, I just, I I just left my job. I felt empowered. Then I go see Tony. Tony has me feeling on top of the world. So dude, (laughs) I was crushing it. Like I was crushing it. And then a week after that, I went down to Jackson, Mississippi and delivered a keynote at Jackson State University, which paid me. And, you know, I'm like, yes, I'm still crushing it. And then Thanksgiving rolls around and I'm spending time with family and I'm still crushing it. And then December hits and I'm like, what the hell am I doing? You know, what happened? December, nothing. December, I was dry, dude. I was dry. You know, I I also what what I'll say is I didn't necessarily know where to start. You know, like I'm going to keep it real. Like I want to do so many things in life. Like I have a lot of goals. I didn't yeah. know where to start. I didn't okay. know what to do. But with that said, I, I launched a podcast. And that was one thing that started to keep me really busy was launching this podcast and um, really putting out some great content. And, you know, that that was one thing that that created structure. Now, what I'm going to say is any t- a tip that I can give anyone is the fact that you need to create structure to your days. Now, how do I personally do that? I have nine daily goals that I insist on hitting every single day. Okay. So is this like an itinerary? What's going on here? You can consider it an itinerary. Now I don't necessarily follow it from like a time structure. Like I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at my daily goals for today, right this second. And there's a few of them that I haven't hit, but I'm going to hit them by the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, to, for me to determine that I have a good day, that I have a structured day, it falls around these nine goals. Now, these nine goals are what works for me. So they might not work for anyone else. And what I'm saying is find things that help you in regards to your personal growth. Do you mind sharing them? I don't mind at all. And, cool. Uh, so the first one is meditating. Now, yeah. a, a lot of people are uh, morning meditators personally. I meditate at night because it helps me sleep. Like I'm a really bad sleeper. Um, I don't always sleep through the night, but whenever I meditate, man, I'm, I'm good to sleep at least five consecutive hours, which is uh, a lot better than, than what I usually get them. Uh, on top of that, I do, I pray. I'm, I'm a man of faith. I pray. I okay. read a okay. uh, really big reader. Um, I'm really big on journaling. Uh, you know, everyone con- considers journaling something like a little girl does, but to keep it real, like in my journal, I write down three things that I'm grateful for. And then I write down like how my day was, um, any events that happened that I liked or didn't like and how I liked or how I want to improve upon them the next day, which is really big for me because, you know, down the road, I'm going to look at my journal and be like, oh, shit, like all this happened, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I think that's really good. But go on and I'll kind of add on to everything at, at the end. For sure. So. Uh, the next is exercise. Now, this is one that I definitely slacked off on this week because it looks like one, two, three, four days of exercise was missed. <laughs> oh, dude. 
Yeah, man. Listen, I, I'm off sometimes, man. I'm a human being. I'm, I'm not using yeah. that as an excuse, but I am a human being. Uh, but I'm... then again, I mean, you know, with the input on exercise, it's the same thing, you know, as, you know, your faith goes. If Some people like to emphasize church very often, but you have some of those folks that will go to church for four days out of the year and say, hey, I went to church, but is that really going to make a difference? You know what I'm saying? Same 100%. thing with exercise, man. Missing four days out of the year, probably not the worst thing that's happened. Yeah, no, I totally agree, man. I totally agree. Then the next is eating clean. You know, it goes hand in hand with the exercise, man. If you're in the gym, but you're still eating like shit, you know, it's really not going to pay off as well as it could. You know, you need to be a well-oiled machine in that sense. Then the next is daily affirmations. And this is probably my most consistent with journaling and praying. Daily affirmations has literally changed my life. Now, I didn't know what to, to affirm on a daily basis. I really didn't mm-hmm. know what to affirm. But through uh, self-awareness practices and really just learning about who I am now and who I want to become, I was able to, you know, come up with some things which was really helpful uh the next thing is reading goals i literally read my goals every morning and every night and this is something that i picked up from damon you know a lot of people ask me what i learned from him you know he he publicizes this all the time like you need to read your goals and that's one thing i've done and one thing it's helped me do is be more structured and be more uh, aligned and be more clear of what I need to do on a day-to-day basis, you know, that action plan to actually achieve these. So as I yeah. said, as I said earlier, you know, in December, I felt like I was lost. I wasn't reading my goals, right? I knew what my goals were, but at the same time, I, I wasn't, I wasn't creating that action plan. So that, that's that. Then, so, go ahead. You, sorry to interrupt. What do you mean by reading your goals for anyone listening? Like you have them written down and you just read them out loud or like, What's the deal here? That's exactly what it is, man. I I personally think every single person should have their goals written down. Like if you have your goals in your head, that's just an idea. That's literally okay. just an idea. Put your goals on paper. That Then it becomes a goal. Affirm them. Read them. Get familiarized with them. You want to know what? I wrote my goals down uh, the second week of December for 2019. By the time I read them in January, I've already changed them. First of all, oh, yeah. I, I've already achieved some of them, which is crazy. You know, like I've already achieved some of the goals that I've set for the entire year. And that's just the power of it, man. Like that's the power of it. Sometimes what I do is I even put a piece of paper in my wallet, fold up my wallet, put my goals in my wallet. And every time I go to grab money, I'm reminded of my goals because I see them. That's dope. I like that. You know, like anything that can remind me of my goals and keep them fresh in my mind. Like the, the whole power of reading your goals is not to get repetitive and, you know, give yourself something to do every single day. But the whole, the whole purpose is when you're not and the, the example I'm going to give is when you're sleeping, when you read your goals before bed and you go to bed, right. When you go to sleep, your subconscious mind is still working on your goals to, you know, it's giving, it's planning ideas, it's doing whatever it has to do to help you achieve those goals. There's a lot of power in that. That's crazy because um, this is something that's off topic, but I have an app that kind of teaches Spanish. It's like a, it's called Duolingo. I'm taking it for um, uh, just kind of sharpen up on another language. And well, really, I guess what it ties down to is like my girlfriend's mom doesn't speak the best English, so I'm trying my best to be able to communicate with her. 
anyways, they say to do the Spanish lessons best before bed because that's whenever you learn the quickest. So, and this is something from an app that's way out there. You know, I mean, it's been around for a minute. But the fact that you're reading your goals before bed, that's it's just crazy how similar that the, I guess that task is. A hundred percent, man. A hundred percent. And then, yeah, man, I, I got two more. I think the other two are, Go ahead. it's an exercise called priming. Now this is something I've learned from um, Tony Robbins. Priming is a mix of meditation, uh, deep breathing, gratitude, manifestation, visualization, and like maybe one other thing. It's a super, super, oh, physiology, super okay. powerful, super, super powerful. And if anyone wants so what to do is that, it? it it's literally what I just said, man. It, you know, he has you move like he, you know, you're seated to start it off, you do some shoulder presses, like obviously without weight, you're just doing some shoulder presses while breathing in and out through your nose almost ferociously. And what that does is shoot oxygen up to your brain and it really helps you gain clarity and focus. Um, then he moves on to uh, this gratitude phase where you put your hands over your heart and you go through a whole exercise like that. Then, you know, it's still the deep breathing. Then you go into some um, visualization of the future and healing and some spirituality. It's a really, really cool practice. And anyone that's listening that wants to try it out, all you need to do is go on YouTube and type in Tony Robbins priming. And there should be some videos there where anyone could do that. That's cool, dude. Okay. Awesome. So we'll, we'll remind people of that. Is there another? Yeah, there's one more, but you know, this is something that really only applies to me. It's, it's just general outreach and what I mean by that is, you know, I'm not on a level where people are hitting me up every single day for, for things, you know, so I need to kind of be on top of the ball and, you know, hitting people up and saying, hey, like, uh, I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. Whatever the case is, essentially trying to get some clients, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So what is it that you do now? Like, for what, what would your client hire you for? So for multiple things, you know, I got. Uh, I set a goal in the beginning of 2019 to speak 100 times this year. I want to have 100 public speaking engagements and we're not even at the end of January. What is it? It's January 26th and I already have 25. You know, I haven't, I haven't done all 25. I haven't done all 25 yet, but they're, they're booked or they're, they're being scheduled. So um, like I said, man, listen, I, I read my goals, right. And I'm able to get after my goals because of that. And so that's one thing, right? Clients book me for public speaking, but let's focus on something else. Uh, I'm, I'm in the process of uh, forming my LLC for launching a branding agency. And this is something that I was doing with Damon, you know, so I want to translate it over onto uh, an individual and business basis. So the individual side for, for some individuals is just coaching. For others is content creation and development. Um, for others, it's social media management whatever the case is. And then over on the business side, it's essentially the same thing, but just for businesses. And, yeah. um, you know, it's something that I'm passionate about, something that I like to do because I just personally like branding. Um, I, I really like it on an individual level because I feel like personal branding is what helped me get to where I am today. So being able to help individuals differentiate themselves from the pack, you know, branding is the art of differentiation. So helping an individual differentiate themselves from the pack is really meaningful to me. That's interesting. I dig it, man. I dig it. So um, one of the things that I was really impressed with is like your words of affirmation. So that's something that I brought up not only in the last episode, but the last season of the podcast. I think that's something that's very, very important. I don't think a lot of people really understand the gravity that words of affirmation actually have on you. Um, 
for a long period of time, whenever I'd get like real depressed, I went through this phase where like I was kind of reinventing myself. But every morning I would wake up and I'd go outside and I'd just yell like today I'm going to have a fucking great day. Like it was just just like that. And the weirdest thing is I did. You know what I mean? It's not that I tried to have a good day. It's just I'd reflect at the end of every day and I'd be like, wow, today was actually not that bad. You know what I mean? So it's like little things like that that you throw into your daily habits, your daily routines um, really make the biggest difference. The girl yeah, that man. talked on the last episode right before you, um, she talked about this thing called nudging. Now, she is a success and what was it? I think a confidence life coach for women. And she talked about this um, thing called nudging where basically you're just doing the small little things over and over and over again every day constantly to make the bigger impact on the macro scale. But these small little increments, whether it be with like words of affirmation or, you know, things like that, they, um, they just make a huge impact. Yeah, I totally agree, man. Listen, small goals over time equal the big goal, you know? Yeah. So what was it that um, after, you know, your little period in December where you were like, hold on, okay, this isn't, something isn't right. This isn't, I'm not doing the right thing. I know I'm not, you know what I mean? You're not accomplishing what you envisioned in your mind. What did you do to kind of get yourself into that second gear? it really came down to instilling these daily goals, man. You know, I wasn't doing them in the beginning of December, but I started to um, probably mid-December and dude, it really started to change. But I also want to give credit to something that I did that goes all the way back to thinking grow rich. Now I'm pretty sure you're familiar with that book, right? Mm -hmm. I haven't actually read it, believe it or not. I've, I've, I've seen it. And I may have it in my library of books, but I, that's the only book that I haven't read, man, that I keep telling myself, dude, I need to get it up. The book that I actually recently just bought, which not to interrupt you, but, um, David Goggins can't hurt me. Great book, man. I, that's my next book. I got, yeah, that. I just got that one. And then right now I'm in the middle of a uh, millionaire success habits by Dean Graziosi. That's a great book too. That's a great book, man. Good stuff. <laughs> Good stuff. So anyways, tell me what you learned from thinking grow rich. Yeah, you know, the reason I brought that up is because in that book, they talk about having a mastermind. And, you know, in, in relation to your question, like, what did I do? What did I change to help me get back on track after that, you know, flunky start to December? It really came down to having a mastermind group. And is literally composed of four of my other friends, um, amazing, amazing individuals. And what we do is we meet every Sunday and we talk about our wins and losses for the week. We talk about how we want to improve. We talk about the goals that we're setting for ourselves for the week going ahead. We shared our yearly goals and our six-month goals and our three-month goals in the beginning of all of this. You know, we challenge each other. Uh, we push each other, which is probably one of the best things that we do because, you know, I'm a solopreneur right now, man. I don't have a team. Yeah. So uh, it's probably one of the hardest things. But these guys are here pushing me to become the greatest possible, you know, the greatest possible being I could become. And you know, I, I owe a lot of credit to them in regards to keeping me on track. So anyone that's listening, you know, find yourself a group of individuals that pushes you and, you know, helps you strive for more. You know, there's something interesting about groups. I always find it that doing things alone opposed to doing things in groups is huge. Like it's very impactful. So like how you said, you guys kind of have this, um, 
reinforcement group that you guys meet together on Sundays and you go over your 30s, 60s, 90s, you go over, you know, the things that you were probably disappointed with and things that you need help on, you know, that type of structure is huge. Um, in, in Houston, while I was kind of working, I first started doing social media management. I was building my own company. I was learning how to do websites. Um, my buddy of mine, Dylan Webb, uh, me and him, we were like a, a power mind, bro. Like mega mind. Me, him, and this, uh, my homie named Gabe. Gabe Ramos. He's up in Puerto Rico right now. But, you know, these kids, Gabe was 18. Dylan was 19 or 20, I think. And I was 20 as well. Me and Dylan met in college in this music appreciation class, which we both took just because, you know, we needed an elective. And we ended up talking and he was trying to get a like a entertainment um, group going like a company where we get like local artists and, you know, promote them and do their thing for them without them having to be signed to a label. He has a major background with like Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube, because it's family ties, you know what I'm saying? Because his brother had a radio show in L.A. and his mom or his grandma or something like that um, are directly related to Cube. And that's so- all the, yeah. So um, anyways. Me and him, we used to get together, bro, and uh, we used to just stay up until like 2 a.m. just hustling. Like we'd have a, we, a couple of whiteboards posted up in my living room, and we'd be just brainstorming all night, all night. Sometimes we had like a little bit to drink. Sometimes um, we smoked a little, but we always worked. You know what I'm saying? Like we always had all these things like, okay, what are we going to do about this? You want to get in photography? Okay. We need this. We need this. We need this. We're going to go do this. We're going to talk to these businesses. Every time you see someone right here, boom, 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 we're going to do this. And then we have our artist side where we talk about the artists that we have, you know, we have this guy, this guy, we're going to get them some studio time. We're going to go start promoting them like this. We need to get them a music video. We need You know what I mean? Things like that. And it, it seemed like when we were together, things were so much like the force behind it the energy behind it was just so much stronger than being on your own you know what i mean there wasn't like those sure. doubts there wasn't no second thoughts there wasn't nothing that was like i don't know man that might not work it was always like all right bro so here's what we're gonna try and if it doesn't work out we're gonna do this and if that don't work out then we're gonna have to think of something but we're gonna find something you know what i'm saying we started pulling everything out the back like just hustling it out knocking it out and it now that I kind of reflect on it, it really just blows my mind how much of an impact doing things a group has. Because it's, like I said, just the energy behind a group opposed to one man is just so much different. And it almost feels like whenever I'm trying to do something, the energy that I put behind it, and you know, that may be like an internal thing for me to learn from, but it feels like the energy just ain't the same. You know what I mean? Like it's just not as there as it could be with a multitude of people. I agree, man. I definitely agree. It's just crazy. You know, like I said, I don't know. I was just thinking about that. It kind of blows my mind. Um, and then I know, like, if you want to tie it down to, like, some spirituality, they always say that prayer is best in groups, right? Yep. Yep. 100%. I, I love that you just said that, man. That's good stuff. Yeah, no, I mean, I've, I was raised in the church. I don't have a huge religion, but I know quite a bit as far as, like, you know, um, some different religions and things that I've studied. And, you know, I'm not too far from, you know, God myself. I just don't like the conformality of having religion just because I believe in people as a as a whole family. You know what I mean? I don't think that you should be subjugating and restricting people from who's who based on beliefs. You know what I mean? Of course, there are some people that believe in some pretty <laughs> faulty things, but um, that's for a different conversation. 
<laughs> um, but yeah, no, man, like I said, it's just, it's very interesting whenever you can find a group of people that kind of all have their, they may not even be the same, you know, values or, you know, same goal in mind, but just having a support group, like some foundation right there is huge. Um, yeah. So I guess that if someone's listening right now, that's something you could take away. What would you, so are your, all your friends, your group, right? Um, is that people that you grew up with or did you find these people? How'd you meet these folks? <laughs> that's a great question, man. So one, one guy, my, my boy, Brian, that's in the group. I've known him since Oh five. I think I was in seventh grade okay. in Oh five. Um, the next is my boy Juan, who I've known through, uh, really the club days, you know, when I was in nightlife, I knew him through that, but we weren't like boys. Mm-hmm. Um, then, you know, we got, we kind of got connected on Instagram. We got connected on LinkedIn and, you know, we, we just were supporters of each other. And the next thing you know, we're, you know, we're, we're together doing this group. Um, the next guy is my mentor, my mentor, Phil, who I mentioned earlier in my Damon John story and how I met Damon. Um, that, that's my, that's my partner for life, man. That's my boy. It's my brother, you know? So anything I do, he's included in and vice versa, you know, that's just how we roll. And then it's funny because you, you mentioned we're all these people, my friends. So the ones I named were, but there's another individual in the group named Tony. Now, Tony, I met through a coworker while I was working with Damon and Tony's a good dude, man. He's really good people, but he's my newest friend out of them all. You know, he's less than a year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like less than a year. And uh, it, it's good to have a mixture of people you, you know, and people you're comfortable with and people that you don't know, because sometimes someone you're comfortable with might not tell you how it is. And then someone that doesn't know you will. So it's good to have yeah. that mixture. In your group. Yeah, absolutely. Different perspective and different like comfortabilities because some people will watch you fail, to be honest. Some people exactly. watch you do it and they'd be like, well, I kind of saw this coming, but they didn't say anything about it. Exactly. So I had a friend in uh, Houston while in the midst of all this going on. Um, I can't give too much details about it because it's a little saucy. But um, basically, a lot of this was going on and he had some goals of his own that kind of incorporated with what we were doing. And I was always there like, come on, dude, we got to get this going. We got to get this going. And he never acted on it. And then he'd always like, behind our back like talk mess about what we were doing you know what i'm saying he's like oh all they want to do is this this and that you're never here you never want to kick because a lot of his friends were just like they were lazy stoners you know what i mean i can respect a pothead that can hustle but if you're just smoking and then you know watching movies all day or eating all day and sleeping all day that's just you know you're wasting your life um and, you know, some people, you know, they probably, that's probably how they cope with it. But, uh, yeah, so he would, like, go and smoke with all his friends and be like, yeah, you know, you never want to come smoke. You never want to do this. You're always out doing this with those guys. And I've known you for so much longer. And I'm like, bro, like, what are you doing? You're not hustling. You know what I mean? And so, and I always try to motivate people, like, whatever it is you want to do, I don't care what you want to do. If you want to go make music, go make music. If you want to be a painter, go paint. You know what I mean? I always want to improve and help other people reach their full potential. And that's kind of why I started this podcast is because I want people to realize, like, whatever it is, wherever you're at in life, it can happen. You can make it happen. You can change things. You can shift into 12th gear and drive. You know what I'm saying? For sure. So... Yeah, man, let's just it's it's very, very interesting on that note. I think it's really cool um, that you found a group of people that you can kind of click with, because that's how it was with my buddies up in Houston. Um, like, 
I met these dudes in college or at a party. And a lot of the times I'm just a talker, man. I'm a huge talker. So no matter where I'm at, if someone asks me a question, I have a bad habit of just going off on a tangent and just talking about it. But that, (laughs) that same very, I guess, um, I don't know what you'd call it, but that same characteristic is exactly what kind of gets me attention. You know, people, I end up talking and then somewhere down the line, something interesting comes around and people want to listen to it for some reason. So those would happen at these parties and then people would start gravitating towards me, the right people, you know, they're like, Hey, I like what you said earlier. Let's work. Let's work. You know what I mean? And so then, you know, we'd be the next day in the morning or like after work one day, we'd slowly stop going to these parties and started developing this group where we just clicked and things were just great with us, you know? And it just, it's crazy how sometimes there's always people that you can click with that immediately like, damn, this person's like a different version of me. You know what I mean? You can just work with them and things are perfect. These are gravy. Obviously you guys have some arguments, discrepancies and creative differences, but it always seems to work past that. So I think if anyone listening right now, if there's something that you're working towards, try to market, get on Facebook, go on Twitter, look up, start doing like some market research of your group, um, your niche, do some hashtag research on Instagram and try to find you a group of people that you can like Zoom chat with that you can meet in your area to kind of like have these discussions like you were talking about to have these like kind of cool down every week you know we're all going to get together kind of discuss the things that we're trying to do just so you guys can have that support because i know it's it's hard whenever you don't have that support yeah man totally well matt you have an amazing story man we're coming up on an hour i got a lot of things to do with my evening um is there anything else you want to share with the folks before uh, we kind of take off and wrap things up. Any websites yeah, where people can find you? Any last messages? Just take it away, brother. Yeah, definitely a last message, man. That, that more than anything, man. I just want to let anyone know that's listening. Life is not happening to you. Life is happening for you. And that's something that I've personally kept in mind. You know, I just shared a lot of my struggles and challenges and failures and things of that that nature, you know. But now I have the mindset that, you know, the, the events that we all go through in life, it, it really, it's your perspective that determines the outcome, you know, and I put that into a formula. It's E plus P equals O events plus perspective equals outcome. Awesome, Matt. Was that it for you? Yeah, man. I mean, if people want to check me out, you can check me out on Instagram, Twitter. I'm at M A T T underscore L E B R I S. You could hit me up on my website too. My website's M A T T L E B R I S.com. Awesome. Matt, it was a pleasure having you, brother. If you ever want to jump on, and I know you kind of um, mentioned the podcast earlier. If you ever want to, you know, cross episode, I'd love to jump on, kind of talk about whatever you want to talk about. If you ever want to jump back on the podcast, say you get some news and you feel like you have a message or a story to motivate some people, I'd love to bring you back around, brother. Thank you so much for, you know, taking this hour and chatting it up with me, man. Thank you, man. Like I said earlier, man, I'm grateful for the opportunity. Awesome, brother. Hey, bro, take it easy. Have a good weekend. You as well. Have a good one. Thank you again. Hopefully you've had an amazing time listening to this podcast. If you could do me a huge favor, I have a few questions to ask. One, if you'd like to support this podcast, go to anchor.fm forward slash melancholy condition. There's a button on there that allows you to support just a dollar a month to help the future episodes of this uh, podcast progress. Secondly, whatever platform that you're listening to this podcast on, do me a huge favor and just give it a rating. If you wanted to give a five star, 
great. If you wanted to give it a one star, even better. If you want to just go ahead and tell me everything that I'm doing wrong or everything that I'm doing right, I would absolutely love it. Just anything helps. And second, thirdly, if you have anybody that you'd like to send this podcast to, anybody that you think this episode particularly or any other episodes they may benefit from, do that and just share it with them. Thank you so much.